Welcome to Y'all Ever, the only podcast on the internet. I am your host, Hampton Yunt. This is a comedy mental health podcast all about staring into the dark abyss and possibly getting better. But who knows? (laughs) I'm in it with you. You know, Y'all Ever, it's relatable. Uh, This episode, I'm talking with an old friend, Billy Wayne Davis. He's an amazing comic. I've known him for a really long time. Uh, He knows Georgia. I had his wife, Erin Lennox, on the show. She was a great guest. And she attributed one of the funniest things she's ever heard, (laughs) which is when her father committed suicide and she was crying uh, with Billy. And uh, Billy asked her, what's wrong? And I think (laughs) apparently it broke the tension. She laughed so hard, and she told that story on our podcast, and I thought that was a really funny moment. (laughs) A really funny moment about uh, how couples, you know, it only really works if you get to be dark with each other. Uh, (laughs) Because that could have gone so south. (laughs) So quick. Divorce. Prison. Lawsuit. uh, Homeless. No job. No love. (laughs) (laughs) That's how bad it could have gone. It could have ruined his life if that joke had not connected. (laughs) Guys, uh, I'm going to jump into this interview here in a second. If you want to support the podcast and you wouldn't mind getting some extra episodes every week, patreon.com slash y'all ever. It's a great way to support the podcast for $5 a month. You get four extra episodes on Monday new episode uh, for bonus episodes. And I really appreciate everybody who signs up for it. It is how this podcast makes any money. And uh, if you just like me and support the, the idea of podcasting, how about that? Give <laughs> give $5 if you can. Um, I also just put up on YouTube my pilot that I shot for Sci-Fi Channel that never got picked up. And I'm really proud of it. It's taken a long time to look it over with kind of fresh eyes. And looking back on it, I'm like, oh, this is actually like so much better than I thought it was. And I think uh, I'm really lucky to have a copy of it because so many of my friends have made shows or made a project and they can't get a copy of, you know, what they made. So... I wanted to share it with you guys. So check it out on my YouTube channel, Hampton Yunt. You know, on YouTube, I just put it up. It's called Man of Truth. The idea was we were going to do kind of a Nathan for you, uh, Alex Jones, Jesse Ventura uh, conspiracy theory show. So, you know, (laughs) I just talked about it on the Patreon episode, kind of the history behind how it all went down. And um, it's it's interesting because I think with a lot of these uh, stories of like just getting a project, anything made uh, from a network or getting any amount of money to make something, it's so much bullshit and such a series of complicated events that maybe you'll, you know, maybe you'll enjoy the, me telling you all about that. 
Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to jump into this interview with Billy. Uh, I recommend you check out his podcast. I think it's called Grown Local and his uh, albums. He has one out from Jack White's record label, Third Man Records. And he's a fantastic comedian. Um, we very much vibe on the same stuff. And I hope you just enjoy me catching up with my friend, talking to him about his um, his hard life in many ways, and also his ability to overcome those sorts of things. Uh, I think he has some good advice. And while I don't advocate, uh, you know, marijuana use or for everyone when it comes to you know how they deal with their mental, he has some interesting thoughts on it, and uh, he's a good guy to listen to in that way. Well. That's about it. All right, you guys, check out this interview with Billy Wayne Davis. What are we talking about? Oh, um, all that, all that uh, flying stuff, all that flying shit. Do you miss it? A lot. Do I you? miss I miss stand up so much. I hate flying, and that's why it's like kind of crazy. I live by the Burbank Airport, and I drive by it all the time because that's where I would fly out of a lot. And I'm just like, man, as much as I fucking hate flying, like, I miss stand-up so much. I look longingly at an airport, and I'm just like, (laughs) it's nothing better. I miss traveling Mm -hmm. more than I miss the performing part. Oh, really? Yeah. You're kind of cool with taking a pause on performing for a while? I think I had already, like, the way I was doing it was a transition not to stop doing it, but I three or four years ago made like a mental note, the conscious note to be like, Oh, I need to change the way I go about touring and do all this. Yeah. I think having kids kind of helped. You had that. a new child at that time. And an, and the, another child. So I had two. <laughs> you know, it's funny because it's like to me, you've almost got, uh, you're so much more ahead than other stand-ups in life like you have already a functional that's family. not by choice it was by <laughs> bad not thinking things through and be like ah what's the worst that could happen you're like and oh i didn't know out. that was an op it was it tested me i think mm-hmm. like stand-up test think okay p- put it this way how many people do you know since you started that you thought were some of the funniest people on the planet that aren't doing it at all or are dead <laughs> well <laughs> that's a that's an odd uh correlation also no i know it's i know, it, I know people in other walks that are dead too so i don't think that's as no man as it's like, like the military comedy as we want to like, believe yeah <laughs> when i look at normal people i call yeah. them civilians i <laughs> man it's never that but thank god i was never that person <laughs> You wouldn't understand my life. Um, I don't want to understand your life. (laughs) But I think a lot of comics just get frustrated and stop. Well, the game is stupid. Mm -hmm. And as much as they want to say it's a meritocracy, it's not. No, not at all. Um, You were saying on Twitter just the other day how it's kind of like, they, you know, Comedy Central is now (laughs) doing like the most insane content. I think they had Mia Khalifa on. Yeah. Fucking dude, it's just, amazing to come to Comedy Central again. I it's, it's been since the man show. I it's been a ceasefire on my penis watching Comedy Central and it's back, dude. It's just a uh it is well, I think that 
the metaphor I made was like after I tweeted that, mm-hmm. like an hour later, I was like, you know what it is? It's like when the the Seattle Club giggles, which was the room itself was awesome. The the uh-huh. the people that ran it were is just something else, not good. But the room was really great. But when it closed, they turned it into a strip club named Giggles. And all they did was put a pole on the stage. That's the only change they made. And I was like, that's what they're doing. At just this last ditch effort to be like, ah, just tits, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. All you have to do is take the microphone stand and just extend it to the ceiling. That's and like hot glue it in. Literally what they did. <laughs> sell that microphone you've got some income coming in me and scott moran and luke burbank went i think andy haynes might have been with us oh nice and none of us had we were all not sober at that time so we were pretty pretty hammered and we're like we've got to go see what they've done to to giggles they've turned we want to go inside and walked in (laughs) And they was the exact same. Like, I, there may have been <laughs> <There's> <laughs> headshots and yeah, shit. Yeah, headshots of fucking uh, <laughs> Sinbad on the wall. And you're like, dude, just, I, yeah. Can I get like, the Sinbad's heads up? Yeah, just like that kind of stuff. And then this guy comes out of the curtain. He looked very confused that we were there. And we were all like, just like drunk. So we were like, how much? And he was like, uh and luke goes no that's not an answer you can't go uh that's you know how much it is to get in the and the guy's like i don't know and we were like can we he's like and we all hand like five dollars he's like and there was like just no one in there they had to like scramble to get a girl on stage we're like no 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 we just wanted to see we're just we're late you don't even have to do this this is i don't think i've ever been inside of a, a nice strip club I have. It's never been a nice thing. It's like uh, I get looked at usually by somebody who's definitely a criminal and they're like always like tattoos on the face and they're just like, it's kind of like a shrug and then I shrug and then I leave. (laughs) Where did you go? All around in my life. I mean, sure. (laughs) But it's like, I've never been to anywhere nice. I've never been to anywhere where it was like uh, a lot of money to get in or anything like that. Oh, okay. I've been to some in like South Florida has some that are like, were you, were you? No, I went as usually like as a joke with friends or something. So it was like, if it was a lot of money, like I'm not going to go. I went to West Virginia one time. Uh, That was probably the worst i would imagine That's a- it was and they they were definitely like it was like military dudes would hang out there mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. like That's the a dj the You're dj a had his friends you know and it was like they were definitely into like new metal or something i don't know they just seemed like pieces of shit and it was just like that was just the grungiest but then there's been others where it's like definitely like a crime <laughs> element going on and you're like Oh, I'm sorry. I'll go. Like, I'm just ruining your vibe. They're all crime elements. Like, even the nice ones, you're like, well, this is, they just know how to do crime nicer and better. <laughs> it's like, yeah. That's it's a gentlemanly, what, it's a gentleman's club. There's a gentleman's agreement on crime. Everyone has a monocle. 
It is. Yeah, well, there's just the amounts are larger, and there's, like, more velour on the walls. <laughs> oh, man, I want the place with the comics headshots. That's awesome. I, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's it, you work there. It's a different place now that you will never work. That's the venue. <laughs> Do you, you mean know? like a comedy club or? Yeah. That's really? what Giggles was. It's that place in Seattle that you work that you will never work again. That's the, that's <laughs> the close. location. Yeah. Huh? Oh, the, shit. Really? Yeah. That's the place. Now it's a different comedy club that you worked at and had a great experience because I remember your text because you're like, what is this? And I was like, ah. Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to get confirmation bias. When you're dealing with people where you're like, hey, I can't tell if they're on drugs or if they have like, um, they've had strokes or something, you know? And then the, the answer both. I got was both. Everyone kept just being like, no, it's both. <laughs> so I count both, yeah. That's the, that's mm. the interesting part of the, the, the COVID is after, is post-COVID, who's coming back? Mm-hmm. Not comics. I don't give a shit. I really don't. Um, but It'll like, be a new generation almost, possibly. But yeah, I don't care. It's never the ones that should quit. It's like you're saying. Like It's like all the fucking funniest people sometimes are just so smart and they're so good at it that then they get wise and they're just like, oh, I see that this is a fucking scam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not me, baby. I'm Vegas. <laughs> well, it's let it ride. I think I think there's a lot of smart people too that are like, this is a scam, and I can make a living comfortably. Mm-hmm. I don't care about being famous. I yeah. don't care about like the poker players. It is. <laughs> <laughs> they go to Vegas with a mission. They go. It's a scam, but I've also got technique. Slow and steady. Mm-hmm. I can win this. <laughs> win this fucking. Whatever this is. Well, I think there's the the mistake that a lot of comics come in too is like they're gonna win. And you're like, a motherfucker ain't no win in this. There's just, no just winning. Keep doing it. There's yeah, no- remember when they had like the American comedy awards? Or like I, Comedy Central had like some award show. It's like the minute you give this shit an award, like fucking give up, dude. Like retire. It's, it, that's insane. <laughs> I remember the first. Who's the laughiest? The comedy competition, like like what a quote unquote legit one I entered in, like mm-hmm. third day in, I was like, oh, damn it! That's how you so know it's a scam all, right away. This is just a weird business. I'm just I didn't understand. Yeah, who are you gonna bring? It's, how many people are you bringing to watch your very public failure for money? And, and can <laughs> and can I book this dickhead? through these places i've already set up and that's what this is is just a promotion for that for the year and you're like oh <clears throat> i say this all the time it's like to quote the jerk it's just the perfect line where he's just like oh it's a profit deal or that's how i feel like most of my 20s were mm-hmm. where it's just like figuring out dreams and then you're like well if you do this oh no they're not gonna do that they don't. it's not <laughs> It's not. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of frustration. Uh, were you doing stand-up throughout your 20s? Like, you started a long time ago. In Yeah, uh, I started like 21, I think, was my first open mic, 2021. So you just dedicated your life. You dedicated a decade of your life 
to it, you know, to just getting better at it. Yeah. No. And I knew I was doing that. Yeah. Like I didn't chase certain opportunities because did you like, um, I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. It's kind of cutting out who they were booking. I could have done that. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I might kind of cutting out possibly. See, I'll tell you what I'll do. I hope it's recording. (laughs) It is. It says recording the whole time. Yeah. It's just a squirt. Yeah. It don't sound good, but I just can't tell with the cutting out sometimes if it's going to sound. I'm just going to quit some programs. (laughs) There we go. You're going to get off of Mia Khalifa's comedy special page. Uh, (laughs) Hey, there's more to come. There's more to come with Mia. I just now got that. I just got it. Um, uh, no, it's good. Do you know her story? Um, in life? I read this porn star, this person in porn's like breakdown of what she like. She used porn kind of like Kim Kardashian used the sex tape to get famous. And now smart. she's trying to parlay it into like whatever media career kind of thing. That's pretty smart. I mean, she that's only like- did like three pornos. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to find more like dude I'll send you a hard drive it's gonna come in the mail with fucking no markings you're gonna see some shit on the black web I like <laughs> that you're just gonna, like I, I VCR'd it from the dark web and I'm gonna mail it to you <laughs> yeah I'm into some 8 millimeter type of shit um, yeah she's already dead dude and that, dead. there's a different girl that's replaced her um no, I, I think that's pretty smart. I mean, I almost, I mean, it's hustling and it's just being cognizant of what the game is. And I think that's happening a lot where most people are just getting It just into reminded doing- me that the tone of that, the article already reminded me of comics. Like the, cause it was just like, like yeah. a lot of us have been doing this a long time and we're like, <laughs> And, and I was like, oh man, there's just like purists in everything. We're just like, I'm just, I like doing this for the art of it. And I know. She's just it's trying just to get like, famous, being hacky. And it's like you're not doing yourself any favors by just like spending time worrying about other people's success. So I imagine that, you know, I hopefully maybe the porn community treats her for what it is. You know, it's just, a, it's like a cultural shift is that now people you are. Can, you can they want to get money like because stand up. You well, can use porn and stand up to get famous. Oh, that's definitely going to happen. As a stepping stone. That's what it is. That's the way off. a lot Let's of people view <laughs> it. Is the same. Let's get in the dojo. Take your sh- Let's take our shirts off. Get in the dojo and start a <laughs> podcast. Fucking a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And we so, just don't get the irony that it's porn, but we're like, no, it's like two dudes. They talk about wrestling. They wrestle. They fuck. And they fuck. And that's the po- it's a podcast. No, it's not porn. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, it's my podcast. <laughs> I'm doing my podcast in here with Billy. Don't, don't hey, come porny. in. <laughs> it's very pop. Mm-hmm. did you thought about um, it did you like do like well in comedy early on and kind of like accelerate beyond your you know class where'd you start like i don't know if i 
they, I, I understood how to speak in front of a crowd, I think, and that gives you a leg up in the beginning. Yeah, I didn't like know that at all. I was already studying. I was studying communications in college and like oh. stuff like that. So like I understood how to address and like put together ideas, which I think, you know, really helped. Yeah, that's all and that I also knew really how to is. analyze it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also, I had a plan. Like, I think a lot of people, they just get into it to find friends or a thing they enjoy doing while they're trying to do something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to get the fuck out of Tennessee. <laughs> and then, yeah. then we'll see what else is like. Then I would like to be on, te- like, like, I would like this to be my career. If, yeah. Tennessee just that. doesn't have many options other than to get on the road, you know, just do comedy zones or fig- figure out that path or something very local. Yeah. It was Southeast. I mean, now it's like a great place. Oh, everything's it's, better. Well, I mean, it's always been a great place. That's why the it's the music industry is there too, because it's so centrally located for touring. Mm-hmm. It's got a good airport and then you get the bus is you can go a couple hours in different directions and be a lot of different places. Yeah. Uh, I, they've ruined that fucking city, but, uh, it's, it used to be real cool. And now it's a, it's dirt Vegas is what it is. <laughs> it's just. Awful. Yeah. So you had a plan to just get out. And I mean, now it sounds pretty tempting to move back, back home. I would go to Atlanta. Mm hmm. That's as close. I would yeah, like. Atlanta's I would love like to have like a farm now. in Tennessee that I would visit occasionally. That'd be dope. But I don't have any. <laughs> I was just joking. No, of course not, dude. We're L.A., baby. Ride or die. No, I mean I will go back to Atlanta. I will like not L.A. Ride or die. I just can't. Uh, Can you imagine being like Lakers? Fucking L.A., baby. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does doesn't that fascinate you the people that love la where you're like what happened what do you love about this i i like it i love it like randy newman loves it i'm all yeah. about i'm all about ironic fucking love and seeing it for what it is but this is like being in love with a snake it's like yes. it's a fucking snake <laughs> it's gonna bite you if you don't you it don't respect sh- it it'll show you some stuff some cool stuff <laughs> But you have to watch that snake. You gotta yes. watch that snake. It's constant. <laughs> yes, hmm. it's one of. I like it because it's like one of the few places you can create, like, take an idea that you just, and then make it real. Yeah, like that's not There's even not far many off. Pl- other people want to do that. There's like hustle for for that. Yeah, like you can that's find cool. other people to make stuff. Your ideas happen. It takes work and it's a hustle, but that's a cool part of it. I. I like you said, like there's just so many traps here because it is the cream of the crop of like, yeah, yeah. somebody reminds me of that. It's like, it's the best bank robbers. It's the best. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's the best counterfeiters. Like it's, they're all <laughs> fucking here. So you're just like, but if it was like co- competitions for it. Yeah. It's like, and making them compete and they feel bad if they're not the best bank robbers. We're just like, who the fuck is this motherfucker? And you're like, he got, hey, you got $2,100. He got $2,200. Like, ah. Because you know how that's God, the average. That's perfect. The average bank, bank robbery amount is. 
It's like $3,500. Oh, yeah. I would have thought like 100 bucks. That's so little money for what you're doing. <laughs> I would think that most people just get like uh, nothing. Half the yeah, time. I mean, it's just not a good place to rob. Like they get busted pretty quick. Do you think people don't get busted and they just underreported a ton to dis- discourage no, I think people? I think they report it all the time. I don't think mm-hmm. it gets like on the news like it used to. <laughs> but like, like when I lived in Seattle, they never yeah. reported like that was a funny thing because they talk about suicide and stuff in Seattle so much. Mm-hmm. And it's like never on the news or anything. And I was in this, I was doing this thing and I was talking about that. I was like, that's weird. And this guy that was in this group I was in and he was like, he just leaned over. He's like, Oh man, I'm an EMT. And if we if they reported all those, it would just be like a whole other news thing. And I was God. like, oh, <laughs> he's just said it so like, and I was like, really? He's like, it's just exhausting the way he said it. And I was like, oh, man. Okay. Damn, tossed salad and scrambled eggs. It was just all like, over. It's just like, uh, it's. I was like, oh, and he, I was like, is it time of year? He's like, yeah, like he's like, we have VMTs that will just take off certain months because they can't handle. Is it inside of the city or does it progress maybe outside of the city? Like what is it? It's a metro area. Yeah. It's uh, the weather Mm -hmm. more than anything, I think. I'm thinking of moving north. Where to? Canada. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that, I don't know if you saw the debate. I was like, I guess, <laughs> I guess Canada is an option. You know, I'm, I'm, I could get citizenship. My mom's Canadian and Georgia is. So, oh yeah, you could reverse be, that shit. Wouldn't be That's crazy smart. to maybe move closer to her family or something. You shouldn't go to Vancouver then. No, but we Toronto, are maybe. looking at Vancouver just for the fuck of it, because it's all a it, fucking lark. We're just like imagining. Well, Vancouver, if you're doing fantasy, is the perfect place to live. Yeah? It's well, my favorite so city in North like America. That's not like Seattle with it's, weather? It is. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you have any kind of, like, tendencies towards depression or anything like that, mm. I wouldn't fuck with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's, like, where... So you thrived. Where other people are killing themselves. That's where Oh, Billy no, I started. did not. I did not thrive. No, no, I just did not end it. Um... <laughs> It was, you got the fuck out. It was like I was I was there six or so years in an unhappy marriage and a very messy, terrible divorce. And Damn. it's a dark place. The energy's dark in Seattle. Uh yeah, I did I did kind of feel that, not to be like pandering or like get into some sort of stereotype of it, but it was very dark and rainy the whole time. And like I went to the mall and the mall was like empty and just people look depressed and i was with another comic and we were just both like man this place fucking blows like it that, for like eight or nine months it's real real hard uh <laughs> and then for like three or four months it's the most beautiful place you've ever fucking been uh man, i mean that was a but, terrible time of your life yeah but yeah no and then it's also cursed because what they did to the natives to get that land is was really really awful what what oh, happened? Just, I, we don't, I don't, you can, everyone can Google that because it is. <laughs> Wait, did we not do something? <laughs> did we do something bad? To oh, man. The Native Americans? No, yes. man. Ooh. 
And it's just, and okay. I think it really is like it's an enchanting place mm-hmm. that has a, just a deep, deep darkness to it. Oh, and if you go to Portland, which is three hours away, not not that the, the vibe is totally different. Weather's a little different. They didn't kill anybody to get Portland? <laughs> oh, they used to Shanghai people and stuff. But I think it's just like Portland's always been like, hey, this is what we do. And Seattle's like, we're better than that. And like, You guys aren't, though. You're not better than that. Oh, I love it when cities have rivalries and like the other half doesn't even know about it. Yeah, like Portland the, doesn't the care. The L.A. San Francisco thing. <laughs> Well, Seattle has a thing with LA, which I was always like, hey, I don't think they even know you guys are playing games. We don't even know you guys exist. Yeah. That's it's hysterical. But they um, were like it was uh it was an interesting time. I like Seattle. How did you survive and not get like so dark? You know what I mean? Like Oh, I was pretty dark for a while. How did dark. you get out of that? Just moving and I knew I was trying to get out constantly. I mean, when I moved there, I didn't see us being there very long. Mm-hmm. I thought this will be like a two or three year thing. It turned into six because of some messy stuff, but it, which I say is like three years too long. But I think yeah. it's because I wanted to get out. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people like if they just, you know, they're like, well, this is my life now. This is it. Well, were you and, able to like leave? And to me, I was like, "Oh no, you can't!" I'm, bye. Uh-uh. <laughs> so you then moved to LA. I lived in New York for a little bit. Oh, I lived on the road for about two years. I didn't have a home. Wow, that's hard. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's aged you. <laughs> Maybe you know, four years. That those two. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's sure. hard living. It's what it is, and what you don't foresee. And I, I tell anybody in this line of work is when they think about it like oh this seems like a good idea like i won't have a home or something like no it's maybe do it for like six months and it you can stack money Mm -hmm. if you have enough gigs yeah but what what happens is a lot of your energy starts being spent trying to figure out where you're gonna stay Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit, I lost you it. feel a bit like an alien, you know? Yeah. We're and your life you st- like I told Dave Stone because he was living in the van and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like I was like, you can do a year if you're strong minded and understand what you're doing. Yeah. I was like, by the end of year two, I was like, Oh, this has to end because <laughs> what happens is you stop relating to normal people and that's our whole fucking game i know it's nothing more weird than just arriving into town and then you like recite an act that is supposed to work everywhere so it's like you're kind of really losing touch with humanity for a little while and that's why it's like six months is a good idea just to get the money, get the experience. But then it's like when you're like, okay, how do I make this then like the hustle? And this is like, you know, a lot of comics will lose, you know, a a decade of their life to just the road. Like they just, and more, like they'll lose their entire career because then they get frustrated and stop. It's like, well, some of them never, they lose their whole life to the road. Mm -hmm. That's what I've, found like a very successful people 
that we would like in the industry would consider very successful. Like I've had conversations with some of those guys, those millionaire motherfuckers that are still doing it road life. And there's something clicked off. If you, you know what I mean? Where they're like, they, they're not, they know they've missed out on something and it was on purpose. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's so clear once quarantine started who they were. Oh, really? To me. <laughs> Wait, how so? Because they can't, they're fucking millionaires. Mm-hmm. They've got, they've stacked a lot of cash in their career. And they know they don't spend a lot of money because they're always on the road. Yeah. So they didn't need to go out and risk their lives or other people's lives. But they were oh, some yeah. of the first motherfuckers back. This shit is, keeps coming up on the podcast. Like anytime I talk to comics, like there's just a whole segment that's like, we're, we're like, it's, outrage, it's outrageous like to do this kind of shit. And it's like, we want to do the road more than anybody. <laughs> like we not only genuinely need it for like sustenance, but like we love it and have like sabotaged our lives for years to be able to do this. And it's like, you know, so I don't have much sympathy for when a millionaire goes out and spreads COVID and shit. And it's like, I don't, it's just you know. clear. That's what I was like. Oh, there's so many types of addicts in our business <laughs> where there's like that dude doesn't drink or do anything bad, but he can't yeah. stop doing this. I think we need to put Whitney Cummings in recovery. <laughs> just She's trying, at least Whitney's trying to be so s- smart about it. Like nah, she's taken yeah. so many, I, and it's weird to defend Whitney, um, <laughs> but she is like being the smartest of anyone with that stand-up problem. Yeah, luckily she has a ranch. Yeah, and, no, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> and it kind of works out, you know. Yeah, it's because she had. Yeah, I do like that mentality. That's like I've got this land. I should just put on shows, and that's like actually pretty cool. <laughs> well, and then the people. I don't know her mm-hmm. and you know, I always, we all have this perception of who she is cause she's crazy successful, mm-hmm. but a lot of the people she surrounds herself with, like I like personally. So I think that bo- that's usually bodes well. Yeah. I mean, my je- I mean, of course I'm like always like, I'm allowed to make fun of somebody more successful than me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I'm just and allowed. None of I look what around she's my made place. has been for us. So, <laughs> So she does not care. That it was like, oh, we're yeah. not your target audience. Don't doesn't care. And good, good I liked her on Punk when she was on Punk. That was I was her target audience then. I liked her. She was funny on that. Uh, her best work. I think so. <laughs> in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, a lot of actors and professional people's best work. Dax Shepard, Ashton Kutcher, all their best work was Punk. Those early Punks were really. That show was pretty funny. And I totally no, defend like J- Jackass was like one of the funniest shows that's ever existed. Like, you know, it's name. Well, anytime you bring that up and somebody wants to argue, you're just like, okay, let's watch it. And you don't <laughs> laugh the whole time. I'll watch it yeah. with you right now. You're desensitized. Yeah. If you don't laugh the whole time we watch Jackass, I'm going to take you to the hospital. Yeah. That's like saying like, you don't, you know, you like action movies, but then you think Jackie Chan movies are bullshit or something. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm just like, well, this is action. This is like what really good. <laughs> I think they did <laughs> it. They did the, they did all the action. 
<laughs> mm. Damn, sorry. Uh, how has your, you know, mental been during all this? I've... Okay, interesting question. <laughs> um, because this is the first time in my adult life I've been in a... I've had any type of consistent routine. Wow. It, it's been pretty, I've gotten a lot of shit balanced, not all of it. And I've created a little havoc here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just cause I, I think I enjoy a little chaos in my brain. <laughs> Um, yeah, you did have a dark spiral. <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm comfortable in certain yeah. amounts of just like, you oh, is there pressure? There. Is there mm-hmm. pressure? I can mm-hmm. do that. I've had to do that. Um, uh, I And I'm conscious of it now, right? I don't want to have to do that again. It's a lot. Um, but, like, working out, it's been very clear, like, uh, if I don't, and my wife's really great about being like, when I would go on the road, like take care of yourself just cause she, and it's not even yeah, like yeah. partying cause she knows I don't party or anything anymore. It's that she knows that I'll eat just gummy bears and chicken fingers for four days. One of the things I miss <laughs> most about the road is ordering shrimp and grits at every place possible because yeah. it's very hard to get in LA <laughs> And like one of my last times on the road, man, I had it like every meal. <laughs> it was like yeah. the best, man. Ugh. You're not living real life on the road. That's another mistake I tell young uh, comics. I was like, I mean, I'm do not treat it like you're like you're va- <laughs> do not treat the road like you're on vacation. Cause no, towards never the end there, I was just miss home more and I never even went on long stints. Anyway, sorry to go back. I think that's fine. Like, there's a, I have an order in my Domino's app, and I have a Domino's app because of the road, and this order, uh, and it's called like the comfort order, and it's like this, just this thing I order on the road where I'm like, it's not great for me. It's doesn't. What's even, the comfort order? It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. It's literally, it's it's like a, it's an orange soda. Okay, already a medium bold, uh, a medium. <laughs> well, once you just hear all the parts, you're just like, it's just basics. Uh, it's that, uh, they have those good brownies, yeah, yeah. All right, you get Are those, order. um, those aren't like a pizza size, right? They're, it's like 12, I think, eight or 12, and I can between a day and a half, I can eat them all. It's pretty That's easy. Fucked. Uh- <laughs> It's pretty easy. Um, okay. Orange soda, brownies. The brownies, and then this medium, regular pan, bacon and pepperoni pizza. Bacon and pepperoni? Yeah, man. You're living high. You're living the high life. It's just enough. You know what I mean? It's not good. For, none of it's good for you, but it's like, it's all processed. That's all it is? Is those, is those three things? Yeah. That's, that's, all the, I need. that's the comfort combo slam. I need more variety. I would I would throw in some breadsticks somewhere there. Oh, I've also probably, if I'm being honest, got like one of those giant bags of like whatever gummy bears and stuff. So there's <laughs> just like just straight sugar. Domino's has gummy bears? No, I've just have those in my room. Those are just from the <laughs> wherever I've been. See, we were pigs. It's insane. 
Well, I, it's I, also I, that I really you're coming down like for adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Like the sugar thing is like I used to drink a lot. Yeah. Well, way back. Yeah. And now it's been like eight years since eight or seven or eight. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but that is something that people that drank the way I did have is like this sugar thing. This real yeah, diabetes. <laughs> I do have to fight that. I have a grandpa who died of that. So I'm like, every time I eat, every time I eat a gummy bear, I'm like, what am I? It's just straight fucking sugar. It's just straight to the yeah. dome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what happened because, um, I always had bad eating habits, but like something clicked with like candy and like cakes and stuff have like zero appeal to me. Like a couple really? years back, I don't know what happened. And it's like, I'll be like even hungry and be like, Ugh, like, fuck. Like, and uh, yeah, though. Do you get hit or something? Cause I want that. <laughs> Jim Carrey. It's like a fucking clumps movie where, He's like wearing a fat suit. He gets hit on a head. He just doesn't give up. He gives up sugar, and that's all it is. That's the whole movie. He's just now Jack like, Black wants to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good, good. <laughs> um. So, did you lose weight immediately? Oh, uh, when I no, that was like a. I think that was a um, repercussion of a dramatic weight loss was then I'd, I'd fucked with my diet so much. It was like, I suddenly kind of realized, I was like, I don't think I've had ice cream in a year. And then like, oh, s- yeah. s- since then I've, I've had some, but it's like, Good. it's, it's like, I don't have the fucking draw. But like I said, it's like, I would order shrimp and grits at my room at like midnight. So it's not like I was it's still like, yeah, that just reminded me when I first met you, it was during a dramatic weight gain. What? So, was that at Portland or I don't know where, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. But I, for a while, only knew you as a big person. Mm-hmm. And I think I was also at my biggest then too. <laughs> Trying to remember uh, if I thought like, because yeah, when but, I quit drinking, I lost 60 pounds. Holy. And people were like, people <laughs> Because of who I, I was, you were I dying. Think, the, well, the, they thought I was either dying or I was like, "Oh, he's like on hard fucking drugs now." He people don't realize you're leak. just a white supremacist. Well, I was like, well, they didn't realize that I was like an athlete my whole life, and then when I started doing stand up, all I did was drink and party, yeah, and do well, no athletic. I stuff. do blame the system where it's like you start getting paid in drinks, so. Oh, it was, I mean, it's it's completely built to build addiction right and, at the top. And eating at night, eating fast food. Like it's yeah, just, that's weird. If you're not conscious of it, that's why that's why you're like you said, like or dead. There's a lot of people that <laughs> that just die. Yeah, I mean, oh, in yeah, a lot of ways, this break might be you know have saved those years that you know you lost to hard living on the road. This is like the payback. Yes. Now I have put all that pounding into like athletic training during this, where it's just like, now I run like six or seven miles a day, which is a little much. That's awesome. I understand. But no, it is like, I understand like, oh, I have this thing. And if I don't point it at stuff good for me, <laughs> I will point it at bad stuff. <laughs> 
you're like, oh, that's good that you can do that. Yeah, it's not good. I can do this. It's not. I it's I have to do this, or bad stuff happens. You've also made like a successful new podcast, though. It's like you're putting your efforts towards creative stuff, also. Well, that's what the part of the where I figured out that the stand up part wasn't like I do like the travel part more than stand up because the stand up stuff you and I are good at that. We've acquired those skills. Mm. If we can take time off now and then we can go back and it'll take us a week or two to bust the fucking rust off or whatever, if that, and then we're back to it. Yeah. I understand why some people like they're like, I would, I, it, I thought about that this morning in the shower where I was like, Oh man, if I would, if this happened like s- seven or eight years ago, I would be, I don't know what would happen where you're in that in between stage of just, just getting like, just getting established as a, this is what I do full time, barely. Yeah. The having more ambiguity in your life and then this happens. Uh, or you're just trying to learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then this break of being like, now you can't do it. <laughs> Now, I've really noted that irony that I was like, man, this last year was the first year I fucking started really enjoying it. And uh, if I'm totally honest with myself, just because like I didn't have a natural ability to talk in front of people. I ruined a school play when I was like a kid and I just was like shell shocked to like talk in front of people ever since. You didn't ruin it. It was ruined from the start. <laughs> I know. I ruined the fishes go to school. Exactly. And learn to not do drugs. <laughs> I just like the thought. I just like thought one parent was like, this was good until that. <laughs> Man, I've never even thought of that from the perspective of somebody who is a parent. You've probably seen a million bullshit productions. I've been a part of them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't even fucking think about this. Because the teacher got mad at me. That's the thing. Of is like, course. It's, a re- it's a reoccurring thing in my life as adults just fucking bl- like blowing up at me. <laughs> and like, and just like, I'm sorry I messed up the line, but she acted like I fucking like gave her an abortion. Like, I'm sorry. We, like, CAA was in the crowd. <laughs> HBO Max was thinking about picking this up. There was a, they were there thinking was a about, scout. There, there a was scout. talk about making this into a fucking show. It's but <laughs> when you did that, I looked up and saw the Disney Plus rep leave. <laughs> oh man, Jesus Christ! I uh... you that's held on. To, you've that's held on. You've held on to that for a while, and then you've been like. You know what? I didn't ruin it. We shouldn't. This whole thing's stupid. This whole thing is dumb. Why did adults yell at me for some dumb fucking thing? That's the thing. I got really anxious that it's like, oh, I guess I, you know, I'm going to forget how to talk again and freeze up again. So it's like I would just freeze up initially. And so it took it took a while to even just get going with stand up and uh, figuring out if I was funny. And then, I mean, years of self-hate where it's like, I started, I mean, imposter syndrome basically, where it's like, I get any sort of success. I would be crying like later that night and like calling, you know, my brother to be like, I'm just so sad. Like, I don't know how to like have a good thing and then feel like it's, it's, I'm worth it or this is good. 
and that's like that's that's really narcissistic in a lot of ways. I mean, if I'm if I'm yelling at myself now <laughs> in retrospect, because well, well, it I think took a while for me to then be like, I'm not enjoying this. Like, you know. Well, you didn't enjoy it, and neither did I for a while. And I'm putting this on you, too. <laughs> Is because we weren't good at it. No, it's terrible. And I think for a while, I knew that I had to push through. To it was the I knew right because of I I studied it, and then I was lucky enough. Zanies was right there because it's just they brought in so many fucking dope motherfuckers that I was like, oh, you just have to suck for like ten years, and every now and then it's like you're good at it. You like you have these you have these sets where you're like, oh, I have it in me. And then, <laughs> and then you learn how to do all these. It's just failure for ten, at least ten years. Yeah, and I even forgot where. But I think that's why any success I had too it was the same way. It was like, I don't, I'm gonna let them down for yeah. sure if they <laughs> give me. Because I ran from it for a while. Because I saw what fame did to some people, and then I didn't. Some of the the steps they tell us that we should do didn't make sense to me. Where I was like, I don't want to do that, but everyone's telling us we have to do all this shit. You mean like America's got funny, or you know, I mean something like that, or like, some competition uh, shows, live at like Gotham, that. or yeah. fucking. The half hour. Or if you don't get it, you're letting people down. That kind of thing. Or, yeah, if you're not trying for it. I was like, I just don't understand why we... Because most of why I got into stand-up as opposed to improv was because I didn't want to work with the team anymore. I wanted my failures to be something that I... That was my thing. Yeah. And if you watch improv, it's so much Yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, it's... (laughs) God... I can't even imagine working like six egos at the same time where it's like everyone's got different definitions of success. And none of and them you, are funny. You hope to live in the same like couple zip codes. Like it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. So, I mean, creating a singular voice, um, it's a rough road. And I mean, I put out releases early where I was like, yeah, I suck, but like everyone sucks and what does it matter? And I, yeah, proud of this and like i'm doing something like if i make an album that's cool to me that i made an album um and if you like it that's cool but if not you know i'm not bothering anyone uh and i don't know how far were how long did that take you to get there because i'd like to say i got to that zen quicker than i did but it took a while and a lot of like other life shit happened for me to be like I was like fake oh. it, fake it till you make it sort of thing where it's like I didn't even really believe it but I think I was like I'm going to put out an album like really early on like punk you know bands uh-huh. put out an album and don't give a shit and they're just like you know if we're around in 10 years like you'll see some sort of growth or something <clears throat> and so I don't know uh that was the mentality but I think I was like really you know I hated myself the whole way through <laughs> so it's really hard to like but was that because was of smart. you or because of like the business? Because it's uh, just, just so much. Of me. That was for me. <laughs> like I said, I come from like 
sports, so there's like a confidence underlying there as long as like, hey, I have the ability to do stuff and never it's not played me, sports. It's my, yeah, my totally, dad's a football coach. Win. Never had a Shit. choice. Um, <laughs> there it is. Oh my god, dude. Do you hear like um, kind of I, you know motivation in your head? I understand discipline and understand the lack of it because I can go lazy real quick. Like, um, but I let go of the competition. I dropped, I think not to get all Joe Rogan, but I did DMT at fucking Bridgetown with Shane Moss and had a really good, uh, he's the guy. He is the guy. That dude's Uh, awesome. He's so funny. He's, he's the guy when you need that or you need, Oh, I'd like to get about, some. That'd be great. If you never done it? I've never done DMT, and I would like to do some more psychedelics and stuff. Not like, a, I'm sure he's not trying to be anybody's hookup. <laughs> well, he's like, a, he calls himself a, like, a, what is it, a, a psychonaut or whatever. Cool. Um, so he's a good, he was a good guide for me. And, but I dropped some ego, which is kind of what happens. It started. Well, how long doing, ago was this? I don't know if it was the last one or the the year before the last one. Because you've just been nothing but ego this whole fucking night. <laughs> <And I> was, <laughs> um, but that's, uh, yeah, I get an idea of at least time frame. And uh, Miss Bridgetown. Bridgetown, amazing. Portland it was a Comedy perfect. Festival. One of the most perfect. Yeah. It, uh, it'll never be another. No, um, there won't. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So what happened with uh, with Shane? Well, it was just that thing of like, oh, there's like a couple things I had some realizations about. And I've talked about this before, but, and then it was like the way I approached life kind of changed because of these realizations in my career where I was like, oh, I'm just going to do my thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to compete. I can, I think that that was the thing that bothered me was like because of the sports <clears throat> under like foundation I had. Yeah. It was hard learning that not everyone is competitive or knows that you're competing. Yeah. And then there was times you're where I was like, friendships oh. possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, just because we look at each other, like size what are you getting? Yeah. Size yeah. Up, yeah. Or you got that and I didn't and you yeah. did it and you're just like, that's not how any of it really works. But, uh, or just getting up. I remember I was what made like the trigger was like, I was, I got upset about something I didn't even, uh, submit to <laughs> man. Yes. I've been there. Absolutely. And I, I was like, I, I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? And then I was like, I didn't even want to yeah. do that. Why am I fucking mad that they got that? Like, it was just like, Oh, this, I need to, this business is weird. It's a snake. <laughs> it, uh, yes. And then it hit me. Oh, I'm just going to. I've put all this work in and I have enough that now I can kind of pursue what I want to do with this. 
and I don't have to, I don't necessarily want to be super famous. I don't care to be famous at all as long as I can exist doing stand up and then the th not stand up. Just all of it. Just doing being, things I want to do. The with Billy Wayne Davis I, thing, you know? Yeah. Like I have this, I like marijuana. I've always, I think it helped me in so many different ways. And I think it could help our whole fucking planet. And I like marijuana. Like and most stand-up comics don't like weed. It, I think <laughs> the plant is more fascinating. In that, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say they don't. Well, I also noticed I would tour stuff, and I would tour with people, and uh, we go. You know, sometimes people are like, "Hey, come see my weed room or something," <laughs> and you go tour there and comics the other comics are just like asking these they weren't even asking questions like look at it, it smells like weed and i was started asking all these other the growers are like oh you're different about uh -huh. this and i was like yeah i want to figure out how this fucking works because mm. this shit's magic <laughs> and it's literally growing money on trees and then i started meeting more and more growers and i realized like oh these people remind me of my like my family i grew up on a cattle farm in east tennessee so i was like oh wow. this is who these motherfuckers they're just farmers i can change this stigma i think if i introduce and explain the community around these places yeah. and i think i think that's the missing part that if i can get this introduce the world to these people that are growing the pot that mm -hmm. it'll ruin the the fucking propaganda that's been there for 80 years because yeah. it's it's and it, and then and guide people to do it the right way also in a lot of ways because it's just like if you don't know what you're doing you could oh. get a little hurt by it because it's like you're just going to the dispensary and buying and you have no oh idea. yeah you're just gonna and they don't get fucked up yeah because it's a cash grab right now so mm -hmm. that's also we're trying to educate people about the plant and its medicinal properties and like as soon as we can deschedule it they can start really fucking researching it and start saving people's lives it's you know about the the everybody every human being has a cannabinoid system what is that is that in the dick or it's in our whole body it's the way we receive cannabinoids so, so that's not a no but <laughs> oh so it is probably in your dick and balls in your dick and balls uh, um that's why okay some weed so makes... cannabinoid <laughs> this doesn't sound real i mean i know what is it it's like you're synapses it's, yeah it's nervous it's kind of like your nervous system it's mm -hmm. like it's how you receive you know how like it, when you smell certain weed it smells better than other weed sure that's your body telling nice. you this is some shit we need in here oh dude don't avoid the noid this is good <laughs> and the whole you you don't want high thc if you want to get real stumped Damn it. That was literally why I lost my job at Ridiculousness. <laughs> was, was, was me getting, I'd just go and buy the highest grade TC, you know, uh, THC that I could buy for my money. Yeah. Smoke no. a, whole, a whole joint and then walk into work and be like, everything's fine. And like, it was not fine. I, like, it's, I did that too on that when I worked there. Um, but that's just because I was like, oh, this is just. Yeah, yeah I was at the time just angry. Y'all are life. making this way too much complicated. I was oh, like, I could exactly. see being angry there. Mm -hmm. I was like blaming that, like you guys are like basically taking all my time away from 
being a mediocre stand-up. <laughs> you know, like that was the opposite there. I was like, this is you're gonna pay me how much just to say stuff? All hmm. right. All right, I will show up at the exact time you tell me to be here and I will leave at the second you let me. And I will the take thing is, Yeah. I feel like the betrayal in my head was from the THC, like just yeah. blasting it way too much and being too paranoid. Not that things weren't like difficult or having drama with friends, but I was like everything was so dramatic and a problem. Because oh it's unbalanced. God, it was pathetic. It was it was super pathetic. Because you it was unbalanced. Mm-hmm. But that's that high THC. That's just they're doing that for commercial stuff, and they're blasting this the plants to make them do that. And they're it's like GMO stuff when they do that, mm-hmm. like GMO food. It's like they're ge- genetically modifying it. No, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, for the dummies who listen to this. <laughs> but I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, trust your nose, mm-hmm. and you want something called the entourage effect which is like you want some THC, you want some CBD, you want some, there's some, there's a couple other ones that I, if I mentioned there's CBG, there's a, they're keep finding more, more CBGBs that I, if you say, we'll joke about that. And then in three weeks I'll do a, <laughs> Absolutely. I'll do an interview with somebody who's like, oh, yeah, we have CBGBs. Yeah. Simpsons like, did this it. Cures, <laughs> this cures like, this cures baldness. And you're like, holy shit. Um, Simpsons but did that's it. what's happened. I, I'm just figuring out mm-hmm. all this, this whole world, like this season two right now we're in Humboldt County and it is the, the beauty of Humboldt County is they're behind the Redwood curtain and they are very open about all their activity. Like <laughs> the Eugene season, people are like speaking code and they wouldn't talk about certain stuff. And then in Humboldt, they're just like, yeah. And then the cop showed up and I jumped on my four wheeler and then we broke up the road. <laughs> so the cops can get up on the road and you're like, Oh my God. Like a couple of times you're just, I was just like, Hey, we're recording this. You know that, right? Yeah, they so, feel yeah. comfortable around you. It's like you're saying, I really, uh, when you explained to me that angle to it, I was like, this is so much better than so many dumb, like, the way the media treats pot, especially like comedy, is yes. the most embarrassing. It's like it's not even like that the news is, you know, of course for elderly people, so they still have like an old message. It's more like when BuzzFeed or some shit tries to do comedy with weed and they're like, We got three grandmas high and made them watch, you know, Pineapple Express. Like, <laughs> like that's yes. That's the discussion is like you know, we got grandma blasted. Wow, check well, it out. And it's like, it's, damn. It's nerds that got high in college, so that's what they think it is. Oh, I'm the worst. I got high like 28, you know? See, that's great. I was 20. I was I trying to hold off, but. I just thought it was bad for you. I, was, I, didn't I think know the perfect this. age is when you're a kid. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> Why? It's not. School's not real anymore. It doesn't matter it's anymore. It's not. It is. It is college is the perfect time. Yeah, well, college is like high school. I think it's too early. Fuck that. Kids should join the Marines, dude. Stay off weed. Join the Marines. I hear you know what I think. I think everyone. You know how in Israel everyone has to join the military. Yeah. I think everyone in the United (laughs) States for two years has to join a, a service organization, and they take care of our infrastructure and our national parks and all that shit. And then, if you do that, you get to go to fucking college for free. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something cool like a water park or... Nope. 
I mean, college, yeah, I mean, I think to what get a degree and get no job. I think we're trying to figure out that. I think we're doing now, steps it is, at a it, time. it would be a benefit to society. I don't know. Did Germany ever do anything like that? They had to stand I, down their military after World War II, but right now they're the country that's like, if you come here, free college. It doesn't matter. Everyone free college. Well, like when I was in Ireland, fucking country drop. Um, <laughs> Um, is that a thing? <laughs> Country drop. Hey, you dropped this. Um, <laughs> I uh, this the green, uh, the we green. Having, I uh, <laughs> we were having drinks, and I wasn't drinking. My dad was, but we were hanging out with people after the shows, and this we started talking about college. This one dude was he was from Nebraska, but he married this Irish lady. Uh. And she started talking about what she had to go to for college. And she was like, well, I'm a nurse. So I had to go do this, this, and this. And it took three years. And I was like, did you have to take all this stuff? Like I started naming like bullshit classes you have to take in the U S and she was like, why, why would I, I wanted to be a nurse. Why would I have to take this, this, and this? And I was like, exactly. Uh, Cause I remember being in college. Scam. I mean, education I should be a for profit industry. That's insane. That's it's, that's a way to completely stymie the education of your entire people. <laughs> I remember being like, "Why does it smart. take five years now?" Mm. Because like my mom and dad went, and they were like four years college, and then when I was there, like, oh, it takes about five years. I was like, "Why is it more now?" And then they were like, "Oh, well, you have to take this elective, this elective." That so you either have to take water polo or it was like bowling and I was like <laughs> physical education. Nice. I was like, I don't, I was like, I'm not, I'm paying for this. I know how to bowl. What the fuck is this? And then they were trying to do, <laughs> well, it's 20 grand a year and you need to choose. Are you going to play with the giant parachute hey, and all why, the kids on the grass field? Or? Why is it cheaper for me to have an apartment with my own bedroom and kitchen and living room and balcony live in this dorm why is that yeah well you know there's no candidates talking about it so so billy you're just gonna quit school i am gonna quit school i'm done yeah did you quit this is yeah i, I, I quit. found stand up and was like i was like me Bye. too that's a connection yeah, I, I, I remember being on stage the first night at zany's the first open mic and being like relieved that i'd found what i wanted to do Oh, it's a, I, I like, I'll, I'll go into that. Yeah, I mean, like, I just uh, fucking stayed up all night. Like, I literally walked the entire campus. I just was, like, so uh, on an adrenaline rush. And I was, like, emotional and just, like, this is it. This is what I want to do. This is, and I, it was, like, not amazing or anything. Yeah, no, like, my set was such a tepid fine. response. And I was just, like, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> you're just puking yes, from energy yeah. and like it was it was kind of insane also like the night was uh all foggy so i just like walked all across virginia tech cut to a month later giant tragedy what i'm trying to say is that guy probably didn't catch my show yeah if he would have been there he'd been like wait yeah, i could have saved a life he just slowly <laughs> he just slowly undoes the magazine okay that was a good joke one damn <laughs> This guy's in my I can face. <laughs> I can go. <laughs> this guy is you, confident you, about I, nothing. 
I do remember being like after that being like, oh, none of like literally some of the stuff I cared about before the set after the set could not matter less to me that yeah. like, like I do remember that being like walking through, I was in Bowling Green, Kentucky. The, I drove down to Nashville and going back. Cause I still had to go to class or something and just being like, man, fuck this whole fucking shit. I oh, didn't yeah. like this. I was not, I was kind of, de- it was probably my first bout of depression mm-hmm. and I didn't know what it was. And I was like, but I came out of it like in one moment where I was like, oh, this, fuck, I'm going to burn this whole town down. Um, <laughs> and you've, you've kind of noted that you have maybe depression, like actually that just persists in life or is it more like you think, you know, there's been flare ups and, it, I, you know, I think it's something you deal with, you know? I think, oh, it's not an ongoing. It is definitely a flare-up situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I take care of myself, it's not an issue. Like, if I eat well and I exercise daily yeah. or, like, like, you know, if I exercise at least three or four, if I exercise daily, yeah. it's not a problem at all in this hmm. weird way and i think it's because of how i grew up and and aaron pointed out uh because she met me towards the your end wife uh aaron lennox yeah. we've had her on the show she was a great guest she's an amazing guest um amazing. she's an amazing wife too <laughs> um all right borat but uh she uh she uh she pointed out because she was with we met uh, towards the end of me drinking and partying and then when I quit, when we were together, like this, I guess this athlete showed up to her house one day where she was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is what's underneath all the fun. And, and she pointed out, she was like, that's why you don't feel good. She was like, you, your body requires you to like work and do this stuff. And then you'll feel better if you, treat it she's like it's like a car you need to drive your car a little faster than other people Mm -hmm. and that makes the thing go better and if you don't it like the tires and shit will fall off because you're just like laying and i was like oh damn it yeah (laughs) i love the old uh, human body as a car analogy (laughs) well she was like she was right true so often well and my told my dad's who understands he is a football coach. He's a history teacher and a Mm -hmm. health teacher. And I was a, I was a catcher. So my knees are starting to hurt in my early thirties, which is like way too early from sucking dick. It was mostly that, but then I was also like squatting to catch a baseball, but like it was all, it was, wasn't the game. It was after the game. I was just like, give me them (laughs) dick. Fuck the orange slices. Don't you, uh, before you get in that shower, you come see me. Um, kids, hustle up, hustle up. Get over here. Hustle up, hustle up. Snap it in my face. But he was like, "You're gonna have to exercise, dude." He's like, "It's it oils your fucking joints and shit." And I, I yeah, I'm falling apart. I, I really need to work out a lot more. You don't even have to do much. No, I know. Uh, yeah, it's true. And I mean, I'm. Uh, 
I don't know, in a better mental state about it. I think I used to get just so fucking pissed when people would be like, you're sad, work out or something like that. You know, yes. like, fuck you. Um, but there is and, something to it. And I understand it. the condescension, you know, that must be felt, but also like, I don't know. Yeah, just as I get older, I'm like, I'm not feeling so well. And then I'm like, I'm also not working out very much and I'm eating poorly. So it's like, it's hard not to make the correlation, you know? Well, our doctor, a lot of it is the medical system. They don't tell people who are depressed. Hey, you also need to work out and eat better. Oh, they do all the time, dude. Oh, they, they do. It's, it's constant. Like if you, the, the shame that fat people feel from when they go to the doctor, it's like literally all, everything's always just like, well, just lose weight. Like, they just, it's like, it's, I just hear so many people talk about it where they're like, it's like, you can't tell the doctor, my back literally has an issue. And they're like, lose weight, the issue will be solved. And it's like, no, I have a slip disc. Like, oh, it's well, like, well, I think hard. that's part of it too. It's like, they want to give you pills. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They, they, they want to be like, yeah. and they want to tell you like, Hey, I could diagnose that, but if it's wrong, you can sue me and all this stuff. So just lose weight. Like there's just, our whole system's fucked. Oh yeah. I mean. Because they're also not wrong. Like you I'm should lose weight. <laughs> trying not to spiral about it, man. But Jesus Christ. I just think there's simple solutions. That's why I don't spiral. It's all. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, we've already done it several times. <laughs> made a perfect society well no like fixed recorrected stuff because it, it yeah. does this it's like we already did it in our country because it was called the new deal and we came back from and economic. bill maher made it it was the best <laughs> um new deal everybody's gonna get a chicken <laughs> new deal black prostitutes get a free chicken he that's i think i do enjoy that's his that's because I'm not racist. It was like, a, hey, I have sex with a lot of black prostitutes, you guys. And you're like, I don't. <laughs> who put him in charge? Who said he could speak for us? Who let that, that Republican who smokes weed on TV? Um, well, he's just a rich dude. I think yeah, at one exactly. time he was an interesting person but he has been insulated for two decades as a millionaire I don't even mind it it's the same thing of like looking at la it's like i'll sometimes just watch it i'll be like yeah he's a blowhard like that's the that's the point and like also i don't give a shit and if you're easily like wow bill maher's making a lot of good points then you're an idiot and like, yeah. you probably shouldn't even watch tv <laughs> i mean jesus christ someone someone i know and it's not veteran um but used to work there. Um, told me uh, it's not Nick. Um, <laughs> not Nick. Not Nick. It's not Nick. Uh, it was somebody else. Uh, it was the guy that owns a comedy club. Son told me that Bill, like he was like, you know, the reason Bill laughs at his own jokes because that's the first time he's fucking read them. I was like, oh, I was like, is that a joke? He's like, it's not a joke. He's like, yeah, that that hit me right away. I'm like, damn. <laughs> So I can't watch that monologue the same way. Uh, he told me that like 10 years ago, that dude told me that. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. He's like, that's why he's laughing at some of them because that's the first time he's fucking read them. I was like, oh my God. He's just been yeah, hanging no, out. It comes he's off just so natural. Hollywood. You just, the illusion is so perfect. I never saw yeah, through it. so good at telling them. <laughs> it's so fucking good. 
<laughs> Dude, when I worked at Ridiculousness, right? Like you maybe had the same job where it's like you just pitch in jokes to yeah. the the people who have to say them on TV. And it's like, you could just, sometimes I, I never would see the, the episode till like years later. I'd be like at a hotel and it's on the gym TV or something. And it's like the line reads would be like, just insane. Like whatever made the, the cut, the edit, I was like, there have to have been better takes of those lines. Cause it's like, it's like putting a gun to someone's head and being like, tell this joke. And like, he just it, wants to leave and go bathe. Oh, that was, it was like a race. That was my favorite. That's when I really fell in love with the job because I was like, oh, he doesn't like this either. Oh, I'm in. I am in. Yeah, he gets mad if it goes too long. So that's like, that's impressive. He gets mad if you're spending too long making his show good. (laughs) Yes. I had no problem. Once I figured out the, once I figured out all the gig, I was like, I should have stayed in longer. I should have held my chips in longer. It was a sweet oh, deal. I, they cut, the reason I'm still not there is because they cut the budget and fired a bunch of people and like did a whole bunch of, and I was like, cause I was like, I did that white knuckle thing where I was like, I can, I can tour any way I want <laughs> and do anything I want with, if I keep this fucking job where I just have to go repeat shit I heard in a dugout or in a fraternity. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the most like, oh, look, a penny. And somebody gets hit in the head. You know, that's the joke writing. It was just that experience of like, that's why I suffered through those times of being around all those idiots. It's like, I have all these jokes to make money with now. Where it's like, oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, once I realized. I just started suggesting Simpsons jokes at oh. one point and just suggesting other written lines from other things and just being like, nothing matters. <laughs> Is anyone even paying attention? Political one time, and he caught himself in the middle of it. It just he's like, dude, and I was like, I didn't think you'd say it. <laughs> I forget what it was. That was a reoccur- That was a reoccurring <laughs> thing. We would try and slip in like an abortion joke or something to fuck with him, <laughs> and it would just like he would he'd laugh or you know, but he'd get pissed also. Yeah, he wasn't happy, but he did uh, like. He's not I think a bad the, guy. It is the it skateboarder in him appreciated the punk of what we were doing, but the businessman was like, "I'm worth a bazillion dollars, you guys." <laughs> no, when you understand what he is, it's like it makes a lot more sense. He's a businessman, and he's been that since he's like twelve. And I listened to an interview that he gave. It's just very like on the on point about like how he went about making his sneaker deals and shit. And he's like, he's a genius, like genius. He gets, he gets all of it. And it's like, yeah, you know, he's just a businessman. And it's like, you know, there, but for the grace of God, go high. like anytime anybody found out I did that, they would try to make fun of him. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I have nothing but respect for that dude. Nothing but and they respect. Would just be like, what do you mean? <laughs> He gets like, the shows like for thirteen-year-olds. Like he gets it. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's an idiot. Yeah. He's doing it better than anyone else, and he took care of me for doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty sweet to start working the road and stuff during that time, and that's where I thought I could break free, and and I, and I did, and do my own thing. And yeah. I think I've always honestly looked to you as a model of like a comic who has paved their own way 
and done like so much more for their career by just engaging in it than than comics who have gotten live at Gotham and have faded away or gotten some TV spot and just never seen from again. And like, you've actually grown and built like the Billy Wayne Davis fan base. There's people who are your fans and they show up to your shows. And like, that is cool. That's just started happening. And I'm, at first, I would be like weary of them, being like, "What's up with the what you, you like?" <laughs> oh yeah, me too. Yeah, we were like, "What's wrong with you? Why do you like me?" Um, that's not you. Did you ever have imposter syndrome, or you're like, "Oh yeah, I don't deserve this kind of recognition." I I ran from like I said, I would run from certain opportunities because of that. Because I was like, I look back, there's like a couple. I I don't want to say a regret, but I was like, I should have taken advantage of that more than I did. Hmm. because i was scared of whatever that i thought it was or could bring um but yeah, some sometimes of it, your eyes just see dollar bill signs and it's like and well, then and you then, and then you go the other way because you're like i don't want to <laughs> well there's this certain thing where it's like i don't i, I think my i i had a bad divorce and I, a lot of it, a lot of what got me in that situation deeper than I should have been was because I was chasing things that I thought I wanted or I thought I should want. Hmm. And going through that and it not working out in any capacity in the way I thought it would at all. <laughs> And then working professionally with someone that was also a maniac in their own right. Ralphie. Yeah, Ralphie, he's dead. But Ralphie May. Yeah, um, who had his own stuff. He had his own with. demons. If you so, don't know who he is, look him up. He's a funny guy and everything. But He was brilliant in his own right. And then, like you said, he, he had as many talents as he has demons, which was yeah. a lot. Mm. Uh so learn like going through all that and none of it turning out the way I wanted or thought it would. And me probably not probably for sure going into some of it for the wrong reasons. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then it all going so horrifically and spectacularly just like whoa i gotta start all over again fuck um and just going back to your roots though of what you want and what you think is funny and expressing yourself is always going to be that was it and i much more rewarding that was it was i started thinking about what i liked about the thing and what i didn't like about it and if i could make it work for me and if i couldn't what else could I do? I mean, like I lost a TV show I was on and started a suicide podcast. <laughs> I was so like, I'm going to, you know, pivot. people, people write to me about my bits about suicide and depression. I'm doing it is, you know, well, let's start talking, you know, do my thing. And that was better for me in so many more ways, you know? Well, I think it's funny. You said, I've always liked your career because I think I study comedy so much like I'm a nerd about it. Not as much anymore because I don't give a fuck. 
we're very much the same. Um, but very much early on, I was a real nerd about it. I, the first couple of times I saw you, I was like, oh, it's going to take him longer. Because <laughs> uh, I already knew that about, about me, I guess, mm-hmm. too. Because I was like, oh, I'm not going to do the things that you need to do to get on the thing because I don't think that shit's funny at all. Oh, I thought you meant to get funny. I thought <laughs> it was no. like a really accurate dig. I'm like, you're damn right. It took a long time. Like, no, <laughs> no. I immediately loved everything you were doing, even though it was putting some people. <laughs> yeah, no, it would be. It was. It was insane. Like, it was, and I, I was one like, of my first oh, they don't under like, Shivo. <laughs> like, they I'm don't just always. Yeah, you always were a couple of. You were on two or three frequencies from the start to me that because you understood stand up the way you did, you were it, learning it is annoying to us, but was that was frustrating because as a nerd, God, I, if anyone's listening to this, that's not a comic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just turn it off. Just related to your own experiences with creativity and frustration. Yeah. It's boring as hell, and I'm sorry. Dude, but empathy is fucking whack. <laughs> uh, it is uh, because we knew the genre and we knew so many different types of comedy. We were so much harder on ourselves because we are like, this isn't good. I've heard good. I know good. This isn't it. And even when people told us, like, man, you're even when it was a fact and we yeah. were the funniest motherfuckers on that show to, that night to <laughs> us, we're still like, it's not a good, it wasn't a good show. Yeah. That's, I was like, I'm the funniest. And you're just like, dude, if I don't get cancer and die like Bill Hicks, <laughs> am I even funny? If I'm not some sort Why of. Why am I smoking legend? with filters? Why am I smoking with filters on? Like, do I even care about this? I'm like injecting irradium into my veins. <laughs> I did cocaine in Houston House. Uh, I don't Houston even like House. Co- it's where he used to live and do cocaine. Oh. <laughs> right, right, right. And I did that on purpose. I sought it out to do it. I don't even. I would do that if that was the situation. Oh, they I were was, like, this is the house Bill Hicks used to do cocaine. I'd be like, fucking, It wasn't the apartment, but it was the apartment building. And it hadn't changed since they built it. That's for sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking shithole. Oh, no, no. Jesus but I Christ. Did, I remember that where I was like, I remember like smoking a cigarette while everybody else was inside. Just gacked out being like, I'm doing it. And I look back, I'm like, I had I, I maybe did, I three like, and a half minutes of workable Speed is material. like the worst though my my heart already goes pretty fast i feel and it's mm-hmm. like just being aware that it's going much faster is always just painful like it hurts <laughs> i probably oh. all that shrimp and grits like if i were to you know <laughs> just pull something out of the air <laughs> cocaine it's- was one of the ones where the first time i did it i was like oh I see where certain people really like this. This is not for me. I hate this. I need yeah. everything to slow down because this is how my brain is most of the time. Yeah. I'm hyper like overdrive. It's oh, it's like, too And I'm much. already going super fast with <laughs> thoughts and shit. Yes. I know that sounds like condescending. It's more like a uh, debilitation. It's like, I wish I could slow down my brain a lot and then, yeah. 
that's why we like pot. I do like pot. I mean, I, I don't it. try to advocate it too much towards mental health just because I don't know. And like I said, I had some sort of bad experiences. But with your podcast and I mean, the way you go about it, you, you know, I'm going to guess that you use it to for your mental health. Like, do you take any drugs? Other I than- don't I don't like pills. I'm not against them. But me personally, I don't. I've it's been my whole life. Plus, I have an oral fixation. Like, I love fucking smoking. Oh, I was talking about this last night. Or I'm just biting my nails. Like, you know, I quit smoking cigarettes six or seven years ago. I guess too. I can't. If they were they weren't so bad for you, I'd be smoking like eight right now. I fucking yeah. Both my parents smoked, and it was just like I love them. I love like they make you smell. And you people be like, oh, you don't look cool. Yes, you do. Everyone looks fucking cool. I hate it that you look so I don't like it, but it's a fact. They're cool. You can do stuff with your hands. Some people can smoke. They look cool. I don't know. When I see people with cigarettes now, it's it's something it's, it's, it's usually because it's like it's it's fallen out of favor publicly so much that it's like the types of people you see smoking now. Yeah, people you're who right. generally will start some shit. Like they yeah, don't give right. they don't give a shit. <laughs> it's like that's such a good point. Like people that smoke cigarettes in public now are like what people with tattoos used to be where you're like, Oh, that's fucking oh tattoo. Oh my God. <laughs> so be fucking careful. Accurate. Be careful. It's so accurate. Uh, they flipped. Yeah. I'll see them. It's usually like at a gas station. Just dude, like filling up his car. <laughs> just like yes. fucking like, look at me. I'll kill you. I, you know, when I smell it now, it's like when I'll be running like on the street and they're just like mm-hmm. people, cause people just, I, I'll never get used to just people park, and sit in their cars all over LA because it's just a, like that's people are in their cars all the time. So people just pull over in between going stuff and like, yeah, I hate it. I hate it too. Cause you'll just really be walking what's happening and I'll just be running and then you'll just smell smoke in the street. And I'll be like, what is, Oh, it's just some weirdo getting an HJ at 10 in the morning, smoking <laughs> a cigarette. <laughs> cause that's what I assume everybody's doing. <laughs> If you're just sitting in your car during the day is like, oh, you're having in some kind of weird sex thing or you're waiting on a drug deal. I think about how they just maybe people can't go inside. Like Joe Rogan. Like they just, because there's, there's a dude on my block who um, he'll always be in his car like late at night uh, uh, at like midnight and I'll be walking my dog and I just, I, I, I just feel creeped out. There's a dude just on his phone at midnight, you know, outside of his house. Well, there's a guy like that on our street, but I have figured out he has like four kids. I think he's just, it's <laughs> I think tor- it's that. Like, it's like, he's just like uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I feel so bad. I'm like, man, imagine you're like, I, I can't go in. I just, I can't. <laughs> well, it's not even, okay. It's I, your I own don't fucking home. Well, here's the thing. Oh, it's tragic. I've been there. It's, I mean, you, no, you have. You you grew up with a family, so it's just like people you love and enjoy being around. There's just sometimes like, fuck. There's weeks on the road where you're like, I don't want to go in the green room right now. I don't want to. I'm just gonna go outside and sit because that guy's gonna be talking the whole fucking time, and I like him, but I can't. You know what? I was just re- reminiscing. Somebody was saying, oh yeah, maybe like, oh. Uh, about smoking mm-hmm. like, you know what i miss you could just you could just leave you know you'd be like oh i gotta go take us i'm gonna go smoke and people be cool with like if you didn't like the conversation or whatever i was like oh i just still do that 
And they're like, what are like, you talking about? This is boring. No, it is, but it is like, I'll just be like, oh, I got to go over here and do something like that. Like, My body does a know. perfect 180 in place. I'm just like, you're boring. And it's like Manny faces the He-Man character. My face just turns. Oh, Sorry. I love that one. That one's good. Hey, there I am. Hey, there it goes. Right. Have you been looking oh. at me the whole time and I haven't been able to yeah. see you? That's hysterical. Yeah. I was I was kind of trying to still emote to the screen like I'm listening to you, but I realized no, you I could have started picking my nose at any point or just like, you know. No, I felt like I forgot because I can see you and you did such a good job at just talking to a blank screen. I thought we were having a conversation. In a lot and of ways, I, looked down and I, I felt more free. <laughs> That is probably the truth. And the tyranny of now. Uh, Billy, uh, what's your podcast so people can find it? Grown Local. Grown Local. It's uh, it's on... It's everywhere. Podcast stuff. Yeah. It's spreading. The strain is spreading. Is that a good promo? No, that's not how that works. Well, oh, the strain, yeah. Strains get, yeah. Uh, strains... <laughs> It's strange. Strains do. <laughs> they go viral because they get popular. Yeah. It's mostly I mean, from rappers. It doesn't mean they're good, but people are like, I want some of that shit because I heard. And you're like, that, you don't even know if that's good for you or not. No, nah, it's like co-signing when you make your own liquor and you're like Post Malone or some shit. And it's just like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> this is going to kill people. <laughs> like, uh, Yeah, I don't know. With your pod though i mean do you are you gonna teach me how to like grow my own because yes that is i i do have a little bit of some dirt and i think i could grow something on our patreon uh we are putting out videos to my partner is a world-class legal cannabis grower he's all organic out of eugene oregon uh and on our second tier of our patreon we're putting out videos to show you how to grow at your house. We're just started. I'm nice. putting out the second one this, this week, which is talking about how to get your space and stuff ready. So it's kind of crazy. Cause the way you're talking about it, I didn't realize that it's still so like criminalized. Um, I guess the growers are really more getting that. Cause it's like, that's where you would start doing a lot of crackdowns. It's like, well, you can't in grow the this. Past, year, you know? mm-hmm. In the past, they they the humboldt stuff is really interesting in the past what they had to fight and then all the people coming in and then where it's at now uh mm-hmm. yeah and then a lot of states it's still just like like in california everybody can grow six plants which is a lot for it's like some places oh you can't grow any. <laughs> that's amazing um, so you i encourage everyone to take advantage of it too um yeah and then it's so I mean, much easier if you're you into think. it that's what we're yeah <laughs> if that's your thing man grow that shit but uh i do have to go here in a second yeah let's uh let's uh thank you for your time man um i really appreciate yeah, you hanging. every week i'll be your guest every week <laughs> thanks for being here man and uh guys check out billy wayne's podcast and um thanks for being here man i'm glad you're thank alive you. Ho, ho, ho. that was insane Guys, thanks for checking out that interview with Billy Wayne Davis. Check out his comedy albums and his podcast. Uh, feel free to write in a y'all ever email uh, 
for a prompt of, you know, has weed been helpful or hurtful to your mental health? Um, big reason I don't want to advocate it. I just don't know, you know, how people, uh, how people deal with it uh, in general. So I'd like to know from you guys. Uh, if you want bonus episodes of this podcast, patreon.com slash y'all ever. Um, and I really appreciate everybody who signs up for that. You guys are awesome. Check out the, uh, pilot that I just put up on my YouTube channel. I would love it if you guys checked it out. Um, and yeah, that's it. You guys are awesome. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, thank you so much for checking out this podcast and glad you're alive. A podcast. <clears throat> A podcast network.